me tell you about Anchor by Spotify, which is the easiest way to make a podcast and the app that I use to make this podcast, Five Blue Firefighter. It's everything you need all in one place. First, Anchor has all the tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. If you host off Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and many others. Everything you need all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, download Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. My name is Nick Higgins, firefighter and author of the Five Tool Firefighter book. Each week, we bring you an inspiring message or person to help you become the best version of yourself you could be. This journey is for the long haul, not the short. Now let's start our journey to becoming the best version of ourselves we could be. Welcome back to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. Today's episode is going to be myself. We're going to talk today. I, I really want to talk back at the book, get back to it, the Five Tool Firefighter book. Had some guests on recently, but I want to talk a little bit about company operations, part of Firematics, Chapter 3 of the Five Tool Firefighter, and why it's so important. Why it's so important to understand company operations at any level in the fire ground. It doesn't matter who you are a chief officer, a company officer, a captain, lieutenant, it doesn't matter. An engine company, firefighter, truck home and rescue. I don't really care who you are, what your role is on the fire ground. You should have an idea of company operations, whether you're designated to a, sp- a specific piece of apparatus or you simply are a volunteer or a company where you might show up today for shift and you're riding the engine and maybe a couple hours in, you're on the truck or you're on the rescue or you're a floater. And to have an idea of company operations really helps put the players in place for the game plan. Well, like I said, many many firefighters are assigned to a dedicated piece of apparatus and, and they're focused on that, truck, engine, rescue, but others float around. And this is all based on department requirements, department needs. It doesn't really matter. Like I'm not talking just one specific area of the fire service, such as career, such or volunteer or combination or urban, suburban, rural, it doesn't matter. It all depends on where you're coming from and what, you, what your responsibilities are for that department, what the department responsibilities are and needs are. I can't speak for anybody's department except my own. And I ride an engine, that's what I do. However, I also at the same time I preach this and I tell everyone, it doesn't matter if you're on an engine, it doesn't matter if you're on a truck or rescue, it doesn't matter to the people you're protecting and showing up for. What matters is you know what to do with that piece of apparatus that you're on and you understand the roles of the other companies showing up to the scene. Because if you don't understand what your role is and you don't understand what their role is, there's a lot of miscommunication that's going to take place, no matter what part of the fire ground you're operating on. You know, if you think about each piece, each piece plays a specific role into what we do. Engine company, you know, it, fire suppression, 
brings water to the scene, establishes a water supply. The truck company, forcible entry, search, ventilation. Rescue companies can assist in those operations with the truck company, but they also might do things such as they might also be doing rapid intervention. They might be doing special operations, doing other areas outside of that. But that's something that we all have to understand. Because if I get back on the rescue squad, and people probably got me like, well, our rescue, we do extrication. Right, right. I understand. It might do extrication, it might do hazmat, it might do technical rescue. Sometimes those operations are set up in an engine style apparatus where they might be focusing on fire suppression but have special focuses of fire suppression. Some might have no pumping capabilities and they might come off a, off a rescue style apparatus where their capabilities are ground ladder and rapid intervention, like I said. So you have to be able to understand that for when you know what's coming in. So if you know you're calling for your, your first alarm has a rescue company, you should know what that capability that rescue company is, what type of rescue company that is. And everybody on the fire ground should have an understanding of what that is. You're an engine company guy. You're inside searching for fire, for, perform fire suppression, and you hear the rescue companies coming in. You want to understand, all right, this rescue company is more versed in assisting in truck company operations should there be low manpower that day. But you want to be able to understand those different aspects of it. Because if you understand that, you understand how vitally important your role is. And it's always vitally important, it's just as everybody else's. But you, you need to be able to understand the pivot moves of each company operation, for the most part. Like an engine company, and I, I've said this a lot, an engine company should know truck company operations. I don't care what anybody says. You should have an idea of truck company and rescue company operations as well. You might not be the first due apparatus in, or let's back it up and say you are the first due engine company coming in. I'll paint a picture. You show up to, I'm going to use a residential structure just because it's more, a lot more easier to paint this picture with. Show up to a 2,000 square foot or two-story residential home. Nice house. You got an attached garage, a two-car garage attached to the home, 50 feet off the porch, off the, off the door. The front door is 50 feet off the, off the curb, right? You're looking at that. Engine company pulls up. Apparatus placement should be telling you where to put that apparatus, knowing, hey, a truck company will be coming in. My hydrant's here. I'm coming in. From the east side, the truck will be coming from the west side of the road, westbound side of the road, where I'm coming from the eastbound side of the road, whatever. Should be known, hey, where am I going to park this apparatus? I'm not going to get into that. But painting a picture of knowing why you should have truck company operations is, well, one, you should know where that truck goes. That's the first and foremost part of the whole thing as well. If I'm an engine company, I know that the truck needs the front of the, needs to get the front of the building for maximum scrub potential and get to the roof, everything else that it has to go through for their operations. Especially with the air, it's the longest piece of apparatus to set up. They want to have maximum scrub. Maximum scrub is going to be front of the building. So, you want to take that into consideration. But you also want to take into consideration if they're delayed. And you have fire or you have potential victims in the home. And that door is locked. What do we have on the apparatus that can help us out? Well, we have hand tools. 
So you should understand, hey, don't rely on the truck wholeheartedly 100% because they might not be able to get there in time. But I have a tool on this apparatus or tools on this apparatus to get me through that door. Even though Force Fletcher isn't a mainstay in engine company operations. When people talk Force Fletcher, they're always talking truck company. Well, the engine company might have to open up that door. Or, hell, you're a rapid intervention team. Be bringing out. You're called in. Your engine's called in for rapid intervention. Like mine is a lot. We get called in. We have to foot ground ladders. We have to be able to be foot ground. What part being IRIC is. Footing ground ladders. Rapid intervention team. Footing ground ladder around the building. Laddering the building. So, understanding why we have ground ladders on there. Might not just be for rapid intervention. It also might be for... You're the second do apparatus, or you're just you're the apparatus that showed up. You're showing up with a full crew. You have a lot of guys coming, four, five, on the apparatus with the counter driver. So that's four going in. You establish a water supply. Well, we don't need any more hand lines coming in. And since no, no more hand lines. Well, hey, got some ladders, got some saws. We might need some more help with ventilation, or we don't have. Any firefighters that can get to the roof right now, truck is low staffed. They're in performing the search. We need some, we need to open up. Well, here we go. An engine, a saw, a ladder, boom. Knowing your, knowing your company operations and its capabilities. And if you have to pivot and do another job. Another thing an engine has to do is you're searching, right? The fire might not be where it is at all times. You're going to, it's not going to be blatantly obvious like you see in a training facility. Oh, you know, go through the front door, go up the stairs, go down the hallway on Division 2. And in the back room, back bedroom, there's going to be fire. Might not work out that way. So you have to search. But doing these searches, you might come across a victim. So understanding how to do that. Or understanding that you might not know where the fire is. You just know it's upstairs. It's in the walls. You're searching for this. And you need to be able to practice search techniques and work through that. Searching for victims, searching for fire is still part of engine company operations, just as much as part of truck company operations. And truck company, same time, should have an understanding of engine company operations to understand, all right, we have to vent the fire. Understand it. Don't be too aggressive and vent early and not listen to the commands of what's going on with the suppression team inside with the incident commander and with the officer or the senior firefighter on the roof overseeing the operation. You just have to be able to understand what's going on and put the whole dynamic together because that is the purpose of company operations is being able to put the pieces together, not having to be an expert in it, but having an understanding of what everybody's doing, all the moving parts on the fire ground. And I'll tell you personally in experience, a, a really bad mistake. It could have been a bad mistake that I made one time as an older firefighter in a fire. Now, I should have known better than to do this. When I look back on the situation, I've talked to the people. It doesn't seem like it was a bad situation. Some said it might have been decent. It was probably the right call if I showed up to a basement fire. And we had a three on our hose line going in. It was myself and two other firefighters. Now, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not, and I elected 
I gave up my nozzle to the newer firefighter. And I did that so he could get on the line. He kept saying, I wish I could be a nozzle. All right, fine, man. Jump on the line. You could take it today. I'll hit the hydrant and I'll come in. So that's what we did. And that was the decision we made. The officer back and said, yeah, you know what? I'll back him up. Get head on, hit the hydrant, and shoot. And that's what we decided to do. We didn't have another engine coming. Come on in. We need to hit that hydrant. And I'll take care of everything else. So as we're doing this, I get in. All right, coming into the, stru- into the structure now. I'm at the door, at the uh, alpha door. I come in. Now, the two firefighters are already down, are already down in advancing into the basement. It was about 25 to 30 feet from the front door to where the basement was. A straight shot just around the corner, right off the kitchen, into the basement, and they shot down to the basement. So I was feeding them hose, getting them in. And my job was just running back and forth, get more hose. And the pump operator was helping out, too. He was Everything was all established. Everything was good to go. So he was helping me assist hose. So I, he, I didn't have to keep coming out of the building, in the building, out of the building. And I could stay at the front door, get it around, get around the bend. Well, long story short, truck company goes in with four. They go into the basement. They say, we're going to go search down there as well. They go to make the search. I said, well, I'm going to look to the tennis. I'm staying up here. I'll stay up here, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I come back out, we're talking about it. Truck company comes and says, well, you should never did that. You held up the stairwell. And, you know, my argument was I was just trying not to make the basement too filled up with people going to a really small area. A lot hotter than a lot of other areas that you'd be going into. So figure instead of putting everybody in the stairwell, cramming everybody in the sardines, I'll say at the top. The issue I was having was communication was out of whack. Because I wasn't coming down that stairwell far enough. And it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was because I just saw there was like a pile up of guys going down with the hose line. Everything else. Let me just kind of try to do it. So as I tried to keep going down, I kept getting jammed up. And... Um, it was more of just the moral of the story was just being able to have that conversation with the truck company operation to say my, what my thinking was and my lieutenant's thinking was and, and his thinking was on why we did that. But, uh, you know, it's something like just being able to have in conversation and train is to understand what each company operation does. And, and I, I paint it really the way I paint the picture of company operations as compared to the incident commander is I use an orchestra as my example. And what I say is it's like an orchestra. Each piece of the operations is a different section of the orchestra. You have your winds, you have your percussions, you have your strings, you have your horn section. And without one piece, you're not playing the full piece of music. There's something missing. And all the... I see is doing is he's pulling, he's conducting those areas to move. Engine's gonna do this, truck can do that, rest can do this, trucks can do that, engine's gonna do that. And you're gonna be able to, in harmony, do that. Because everybody understands each person's piece on this on the sheet of music, what they're doing. Harmony, melody, crescendo's coming up. The whole nine. I, I play music, so I'm getting into that a little bit. But um, without having that harmony and that sync, it becomes difficult. And that's why I say it's very important to understand each person, each company operation, whether it's engine, truck, rescue, what their 
primary responsibilities are, their secondary responsibilities are, and what their strengths and weaknesses are, if you can. And that's where training comes in. That's like I gave that example. You know, having a talk with an engine, with the truck company saying, this is this is our decision, this is why we did what we did. You might not have liked it, but we had to do it because of X, Y, and Z, you know, but we can train on it. You know, we'll, and we do, we train with these guys all the time. So it was one of them times where we weren't trained together too much. And now that we decided to, when we meet up at our facilities to train, it's a lot smoother because we are able to iron out a lot of differences there as opposed to iron amount on the fire ground. So that's what this is about. No engine company operations, no truck company operations, no rescue company operations. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to have an understanding of what they do. And an incident commander couldn't make very sound, solid, proactive decisions if he or she did not understand the operations of the company showing up and their responsibilities on the fire ground. Because without understanding it, it's a lot harder to make the best decisions that you could possibly make. If you want to remember this, the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say about understanding company operations is with practice, each area becomes in harmony and sync with one another. Without practice with each other, the harmony and synchronization does not happen. This happens in music. This happens in sports. And this is the same exact thing for firematics, fire ground operations, decision making, and firefighting. You cannot have one operation without the other. No one can whistle a symphony. It takes a whole orchestra to play it. So if you want to learn more about company operations, understand more about the 5 firefighter, you can pick the book up. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and thefirehousetribune.com slash shop. You can subscribe to this podcast. That's how you get better. You can also get better by going to originusa.com and bettering yourself with supplements, lifestyle power, fitness, equipment, workout equipment, whatever you want. All made in America, sourced in America, up in Maine. Our hardworking Americans, if you use 10% off, Use the promo code, I should say, FHTribune. At checkout, you get 10% off anything in the store. You can also check out Mike Ettenberg, Frontline Optics. Full-time firefighter, a full-time businessman. Sunglasses made for first responders. You can keep them in your locker, keep them in your bag, keep them in your truck, whatever you want to do. But he's making glasses that are stylish for the job. 15% 15% off if you use the code FHTribune at checkout, frontlineoptics.com. Actually, frontline-optics.com. And don't forget to check out my brother, Steve Green, president and host of the Five Alarm Task Force podcast, president of the Five Alarm Task Force, 50C3 organization, first responders helping first responders. Donate any amount of money you want to help first responders help other first responders in their time of need. Check out their webinars. They're coming, he's coming out with every few months. It is a fee. It's $20, usually $20 to get in. Register for the event. Top fire instructors, firefighters, 
coming on and talking about different topics of the fire service to not just better themselves by coming out and making themselves look, but helping first responders and helping us learn more and be better, become the most well-rounded, successful firefighter we can possibly be. So go on their website. All this is in the show notes. It'll be in there. Five Alarm Task Force Corp, Origin USA, Frontline Optics, and the Firehouse Tribune. Check out my website, the Firehouse Tribune. Myself, Tom, Nick, Dave, everyone on there. We still have the Kitchen Table Web Series. There is some new changes coming along to the Kitchen Table Web Series coming up in the next few months. We're going to be sending those out very, very shortly. So check that out. Coming up, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and read the blogs that we're posting. This is how we get better. This is how we become the best version of ourselves we can possibly be on the job and off. And as we say, until next time, work hard, stay safe, live inspired. today's episode of the five tool firefighter podcast if you like what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also please leave us a rating and don't forget to pick up the book the five tool firefighter available on amazon at the firehouse until next time work hard stay safe and live inspired